Huey come from Popular Bluff, Missouri is his hometown, and that is in the southern central part of Missouri, in, uh, down in the hill country of Missouri. And so this, welcome Brother Huey, amen, let's put our hands together and just welcome him here. Amen, thank you Pastor, amen. So thankful to be in the house of the Lord. You've done one of the greatest things you can do by coming to his house. The only thing you can do better than come to the house of the Lord is when you get there, let the Lord have his way. Amen. Hallelujah. I appreciate I really enjoyed my uh, stay. Amen. With your pastor and his wife and family there. We have just had a good time. They have treated me so nice. Amen. You got one of the greatest pastors you could have. Amen. That's right. Let's give him a good You got one of the greatest pastors you can have in pastor's wife and family. Amen. My, that singing was so good. Amen. It was so, so uh, enjoyable and Holy Ghost filled. Amen. I'm going to go into the Word of God. I'm not going to preach long. You know, I know the only thing between you and dinner is me. I, I realize that. So I don't plan on preaching too long because I'm hungry. But I want to give you a thought because I believe I got something for the young people, the middle-aged people, the little bit older people, and the senior citizen. Amen. You know, the Word of God is to keep us. Psalmist said, I had the Word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And sometimes when a preacher preaches something and you think, who was that for? It was for you. <laughs> See, because the Word of God keeps us. Even though at that time, it might not apply to your life, but on down the road, I said on down the road, amen, you, need, you might need that word to keep you, amen. So we're going to go right straight into the word of God. We're just so thankful, amen, just to have the opportunity, it's such an honor to preach in a church like I'm in right now. you you got a great pastor, he's got a great congregation. Amen. I believe God's going to do great, great things. Amen. St. Luke. St. Luke, chapter 27. Chapter 27. And when he went forth to land. St. Luke, chapter 8, verse 27. Did, did I say something? Did I get it wrong? Oh. Okay, St. Luke chapter 8. Now, y'all, I'm senior citizen, okay? Give me a break. St. <laughs> Luke chapter 8, verse 27. When he went forth to land, there met him out of the, there met out of the city a certain man which had devils long time. Wore no clothes, neither abide in any house, but in tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out 
fell down before him with a loud voice, saying, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God, most high? I beseech, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, and often it has caught him. And he was kept bound in chains, and he breaks the band and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. He was driven. You better watch who's driving you. He was driven of the devil into the wilderness. Good pastor, ask God to bless. And before you're, before you're seated, turn to somebody and tell them, don't let the devil drive you. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't let him in the driver's seat of your life. Don't give him the stern wheel of your life. Okay, after you have told somebody that, you may be seated. I'd like to say this before I get started. Your pastor's been driving me around. He's a good driver, so I'm not... <laughs> He, he's a very good driver. He's a very good driver. I appreciate him driving me around. Amen. And uh, he has done a terrific job. But I have had some people that I gave the stern wheel to that I said, never again. <laughs> never again. I have rode with some people that when I got out of their vehicle, I said, that'd be the last time. <laughs> Don't let the devil drive you. The Bible said it drove him into the wilderness. I'm here, the devil. I'm here to tell you the devil wants to drive you in the wilderness. He wants to isolate you. He wants to, he wants to isolate you from the house of God, from the children of God, from the word of God. From the preaching of the word of God. He wants to drive you in the wilderness. Amen. A barren place. A desert. Amen. The Bible said the devil drove him into the wilderness. Drove him. Amen. You know, I uh, got a daughter in the Navy. And uh, so anyway, she told me, she said, Dad... She said, I went to New York to sightsee, and she took a plane, and, uh, and then she took a bus into the city, and at sightseeing, she lost track of time, realizing that, you know, by the time that she would not have time to catch a bus back to catch the airplane. And realizing that if she didn't get back, now, the Navy, the Armed Forces, a little bit different than your regular job, probably. Because if you're supposed to be back at a certain time, you better be back. 
And, uh, you know, because if you don't, they can count you Abram. And if you get out of that, amen, they can count you irresponsible. You didn't watch the time. You're not, you're not responsible, and they can knock you down a rank or two rank. And all that hard work of climbing up there and getting a good pay can be brought down. So realizing her situation, here she is. Amen. She don't have time to catch a bus. The plane is leaving in a certain time. And she told me, she said, Dad, I flagged down a cab. And she said, I got in the cab and said, Dad, uh, he was a foreigner. And uh, I wanted to make sure he understood I had to get to the airport a certain time. And she told this cab driver, she said, look, you get me to the airport, I'll pay the fare. But if you can get me there on time, I'll pay you $200 extra. Now, he couldn't hardly understand English, but he understood that. Because <laughs> she said, Dad, when I said, I'll pay you $200, he, she said, Dad, he floored it. I fell back in the seat. He took off. He came up to the first stoplight, six cars in front of him. He drove over, got on the sidewalk, and running everybody off the sidewalk. Everybody screaming, went around them, and went right through the red light, cars messing us. She said, Dad, don't ever do that. I'm warning you. <laughs> and she said, Dad, he went through alleys. He must have known shortcut, but he is going through alleys, knocking over trash can, homeless running everywhere. She said, Dad, I, they were six stoplight. He flew right through other cars, swerving, running into each other, but we made it through. And, and, and she said, we had about three more stoplights ahead of us. And then I realized... <laughs> I'm not going to make it to the airport. <laughs> she said, Dad, it was like a movie. Only you was in it. <laughs> and uh, she said, Dad, I got to the airport. I made it, but I'm here to tell you, Dad, don't ever do that. Well, I don't know if you ever had any situation like that, but I'm here to tell you right now, you don't want the devil to take the stern wheel of your life and get in the driver's seat of your life. He'll take you places you don't want to go. Hallelujah. Don't let him drive. Don't give him a ride because he'll want to drive. Hallelujah. You know, I was, I was in Kansas City preaching a revival. A lot of times I buy the newspapers to see what's going on read this article in the newspaper about this young lady. It was in a July day. And uh, the, the, uh, she's at the mall, at the par at the, on the mall parking lot. She had her car running, the air conditioner on, and she was buckling her baby into the back seat. She had a car seat, a child seat, buckling her baby, had the car running, had the... Uh, 
had the front, you know, the driver door open because she, she, she was going to try to cool it off. And as she's bucking that baby in the back seat, a stranger walked up, pushed her in the back seat, jumped in the front seat, and began to drive. And she realized she's in danger. The baby was in danger. And he was driving, and she began to try to talk to him. And uh, you know what the uh, stranger didn't know? That she had a cell phone in the diaper bag. But she also knew and seen that he had a pistol as he's driving. Realizing that as she tried to call, it could mean instant death probably for her and the baby too. And so as he's driving towards the interstate, trying, making a, 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 a effort to get on the interstate, no doubt trying to get out of the city in daylight. And uh, she turns the cell phone. She calls 911 secretly and put it on speakers. Then she said, sir, why are you getting on Interstate 71? Why are you doing that, sir? Tell me. Of course, there's no, he does not speak. And he gets on the interstate and he's headed north. And she said, sir, why are you driving past Walmart? On 71. And he just keeps driving. And realizing that just in a few minutes, he'll, she'll no doubt be out of the city limits at his speed. She said, sir, I'll make a deal with you. If you'll pull over at exit 27 and let me and the baby out, you can have this old 2005 Chevy car. This old 2000 red Chevy car. I don't like red anyway. Of course, you know what she did. As he kept going, within 12 minutes, five state trooper has already caught up with him, forced him off the road, and rescued him. I'm going to tell you something. You don't want the devil in the driver's seat. You don't want him in the driver's seat of your life. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what you can do to get him out of the driver's seat. Roman 10. Roman 10 and 13. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hey, I'm here to tell you, you can make a call to the throne of God, to the King of Kings. He can get the devil out of your driver's seat. Hallelujah. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't let him in. If he's in the driver's seat, Get him out. Call on the name of the Lord. Amen. He can get him out. Hallelujah. If you'll just call. That woman hadn't called. She probably 
They might not even found her. If they did, it would be horrible. But she made the phone call. She made a call. I'm here to tell you, you can make a call. And you say, God, I don't want him in the driver's seat of my life. I don't want things in my life that I know that it's of the devil. I want to kick him out of the driver's seat. Okay. That's number one. Number two, don't give the devil a ride. Don't give him a ride. Because if you give him a ride, he's going to want to drive. So don't give him a ride. Don't pick him up. Don't pick him up. You know, it's very important to pray and say, God, is it your will for me to be and pick up this situation or do this situation? Amen. I want to tell you something. True story. My brother worked at inhalation therapy. And uh, he worked at nighttime. So every night he would stop by this restaurant and give him something to eat at night. He didn't realize he was being staked out. I want to tell you something. That if you don't believe the devil's got an X on your back and he's got you staked out, he's trying to set you up, he's trying to undermine and, and do a taste to you, you're wrong. And the Bible said, be vigilant, be sober. We, you know, I got to realize. Amen. I, I'm not going to let the devil set me up. And he had no idea somebody was watching him coming into that restaurant, uh, uh, restaurant at a certain time. And so one night, uh, a stranger approached him. said, sir, I live out there by you. I need a ride home. <coughs> Could I catch a ride with you? You know, the devil, you know, he'd like for you to catch a ride with you. The Bible said in this scripture right here, often it's called him. Amen. I don't want the devil to catch me. I don't want to give him a ride. Amen. Hallelujah. For It says right there, for often it had called him. Well, my brother had no idea he had been set up. So being hospitality that he is, he said, sure. Now, you know what? He didn't even think to say, which highway I live on? Which house I live in? What does it look like? Better than that, could I see your license? He didn't do none of that. He never seen the guy. Lived out there by him. You know, sometimes we, sometime we can be stupid. And sometimes we can be stupid at letting the devil get advantage over us. And the Bible said be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about as a rolling lion seeking who he may devour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so he gave him. He said, okay. And when they got in the truck and they got on the highway, the stranger pulled out a pistol 
And he said, I'm in charge. You will do as I say. And he made my brother drive out into a forest at midnight. And there was another car waiting there. And they beat him up. They handcuffed him. And they robbed him. He barely escaped death. Don't pick. Don't give the devil a ride. Don't give him a ride. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to go to another one now. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 and 5. Amen. Talks about the devil. You know what? Amen. It, it's so strange that you know how Eve was having a conversation with the devil. My next one is, don't talk to the devil. <laughs> don't talk to him. Hang up on him. Or better than that, block him. Yeah, block him. You know, you can block certain people. You can put a block. You, do, you know what? When you block them, you can't even hear the phone ring. Amen. I want to tell you something. You need to block the devil. Amen. But here he began to talk to Eve. And the first thing he said to Eve, did God say a question mark? Hey, I'm here to tell you, this word of God don't need a second opinion. It means just what it says. It says just what it means. It don't need a second opinion. Somebody question the word of God. That's when you need to hang up on them, block them. Amen. And uh, there's the conversation. The first thing he said, did God say? Big old question mark. That's when she should have hung up. But if you read that, she carries on the conversation. She carries it on. Amen. Don't talk to the devil. Hallelujah. You know, I was in Alberta, Canada, went into a McDonald's, and uh, I was sitting there looking out at my van. And I seen this guy come up to my van. And he began to talk to my van. <laughs> yeah, he was horning and talking to my van. And I thought, I'm going to go out there and see why he's telling my van. <laughs> so I go out there, and sure enough, he's murmuring something. And he just, he, he'd go one side, then he goes in the back, and he starts to the other side. I walk up on him, and I said, sir, we got a revival. We want you to come out to the revival. We'll go by and pick you up. He turned around and looked at me, staring, and he said, the devil is my friend. I said, sir, the devil ain't your friend. <laughs> I'm here to tell you the devil ain't your friend. He's your imminent enemy. He's out to destroy you. I want to tell you something. While I was in Ontario, sad thing happened. 
day, the young man, young man that was very, very well-known, vigilant in church, won many, many people the Lord. Everybody looked up to him. He was youth leader at one time. So vigilant about the Lord. But I guess around 20, he was kind of pulled away. Things begin to happen. He showed less and less at church until he just quit coming. So sad, all the churches. Was there was there. He got off in drugs, alcohol, drugs. And at a party, or at a party, he took his life. He took his life. That's sad. That's sad. I, you know, I, I really reluctant to even name the situation. But I want to tell you something. The devil has got one thing in store for you. And that's, you, you know, the Bible said, the thief cometh but to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what the thief, the devil, wants to do in your life. First, he'll steal your walk with God. He'll steal your prayer life. He'll steal your Bible reading. He'll steal your dedication to God. He'll steal. And when he steals that, you'll die spiritually. Because if you don't pray, you don't read his word, you don't go to the house of the Lord, you don't, you'll die spiritually. He'll kill you spiritually. You know what his next goal would be? Utterly destroy you. Because he's destroy you in a situation. That's it. Oh, hallelujah. How many young people have I seen that let the devil gave him a ride? And then he got control of the stern wheel and disaster struck. Amen. Amen. I know a young man that went to church with rode in my Holy Ghost hotline van. And uh, went to church, prayed, but he got involved in alcohol. Got involved in that. And in his intoxication situation, he shot somebody. And he's in prison right now. But if he hadn't let the devil get him involved, I, I feel this is very necessary because we got so many people, regardless what age, oh, hallelujah, regardless what age, oh, hallelujah. 
I want to take you to another scripture right here. Roman chapter 8. Roman chapter 6. And verse 16. Know ye not whom ye yield yourself servant to obey? His servant you are to whom you obey. Whether it's sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. Amen. See, you, have you ever heard that saying, the devil made me do it? That ain't true. That ain't true. Because, see, he can't make you do it unless you yield yourself. But if you yield yourself, the Bible said you're servant to who you'd yield yourself to obey. That's who your servant is. Amen. Hallelujah. Where is sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness? Oh, hallelujah. Does anybody know what yield mean? Hey, I hope you that's driving know what yield mean. <laughs> yield mean let the other person have the right away. Hallelujah. That's what yield mean. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what yield mean is let the other person have the right away. But you know what? I made up my mind. I'm not going to give the devil any right away. I'm going to give all my right away to Jesus Christ. I'm going to let him go before me. I'm going, oh, hallelujah. I'm not yielding, amen, to the devil. I'm not yielding. Amen. I'm not letting him in the driver's seat. I'm not giving him a ride. I'm not talking to him. Amen. Now, you know, on Focus on the Family, James Dobson done an interview with a serial killer. I think the serial killer was named Ted, Ted Bundy or something. 23 young ladies, he took their lives. So I was listening at it, and I was in. He interviewed him, and we went down there to pray for him and interview him. And he he asked this person just before the state took his life, where did it start? See, because he was raised up in a Christian home. Parents was very dedicated to God. How did this person go wrong? What happened? And he gave his testimony before the state done the execution. He said, I was coming out of a mall parking lot, and I looked down on the ground, and there was a porno magazine. And he said, I walked past it, got in my car, started my car, put it in drive, but then I put it back in the park, cut my car off, and went back and picked it up. And he said, that's when it's really started. See, at first, he resisted temptation, and he walked on. But then he yielded to it. Oh, I tell you what, I want to yield myself to the Lord. I want my deed to be, 
helping and praying for people and being a blessing to people. Because, see, it's up to us if we let him in the stern wheel or not. Oh, I want the Lord to be in the, in, uh, have the stern wheel of my life. I want him to be in the driver's seat because he's got good things. Amen. The Bible said the thief come but to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I, amen, he said, I come to give you life and give you more abundantly. I want to tell you something. God has got blessings for you if you'll yield to God, if you'll yield to the Lord. If you'll take your life and say, you know what? I'm going to give my, I'm going to yield to the Lord. Whatever he wants me to do. Hallelujah. I love it when young people, amen, yield themselves to God. Yield yourself to worship. Yield yourself to prayer. And give yourself to prayer. And let God move in their life. I don't want all that other stuff. Amen. I'm trying to hurry because I'm getting hungry. Okay. Romans 8 and 14. Here it is. For as many as are led. By the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I said they are, they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Hallelujah. Pastor, can I use you? I promise I won't do something silly to embarrass you. <laughs> yeah, I need you down here. I, I, I promise you. Uh, what I want you to do, I want, let's see, let's, let's get down here. Yeah. I want you to just walk down there and walk back. You know, I'm going to follow the man of God. I'm going to listen to his teaching because he teaches out the word of God. I, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to listen to what he has to tell me because God has appointed him to lead me. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, did you notice that he wasn't dragging me? Did you notice that? He wasn't dragging me across the floor. He didn't have my arm behind me. He said, bless God, you know you need to go. <laughs> I was led. I was led. The Bible said, they that are led. See, the Lord ain't going to make you. Do you understand why I'm telling you? He ain't going to make you serve him. It's up to you. It's who you yield yourself to. If you yield yourself to the Spirit of God, there is great blessing there. But if you yield yourself to the satanic forces of evil and to do things in your life, you're going to weep destruction and misery. Oh, I'm going to yield myself to God. Amen. He ain't going to force you. He ain't going to make you. But if you'll be led, you'll become the sons of God. Amen. There is blessing in store if you'll just let him. If you'll just let him. Okay, I got, I got another scripture right here. In Acts 2. 37, now when they, they heard this, they was pricked in their heart 
And they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostle, men and brother, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. Hey, you want to get the devil out of your life? Here's what you do. You repent and then you go and get baptized. Hey, we got water. I said we got water. It's not really cold neither. Brother, if you want to do it today, you know, it's just as soon as you can do it, the better off you are is to find you a place and repent of your sin. And your very next step is water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. And when you repent of your sin, go ahead, get baptized. You mean business, go all the way. I was in uh, outside of Chicago. Brother Walker's church, and the young lady comes. She really repented. She prayed, tears flowing down her face. And uh, I talked to her, and I said, I said, Sister, I said, your very next step is water baptism. She said, oh, I'm going to wait for a while on that. I, I said, Sister, repenting and water baptism goes together. It goes together. Nowhere in the book of Acts where they waited. When they repented, their next step was water baptism right in. Amen. I'm going to go and read it right here. It said, Then Peter said to them, Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, to your children, to all them that's for off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. Verse 40, many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this on towards generation. Verse 41, hallelujah. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. The same day was added to them about 3,000 souls. Now we're not going to stop there. You got verse 42? There we go. See, water baptism, repenting, water baptizing in Jesus' name, amen, and being filled with the Holy Ghost is just the start. But it said, they continue steadfast in the apostle doctrine. Hallelujah. Fellowship in breaking of bread in prayer. See, you know, just, you can't just, well, I got baptized. Yeah, you repent and got baptized. But the Bible said they continue. They continue in the apostle doctrine, in the word of God. They continue. And, and, and then they had fellowship. You know, when you come to church, you got fellowship with God's people. Amen. You need, we all need that. You need the fellowship. And they said the breaking of bread and in prayer. Hallelujah. You know what? I'm getting ready to close right now. Let's have a song. I'm going to give you a chance to pray. Hallelujah. And I made up my mind, Satan. I'm not going to let you stake me out. I'm not going to let you set up and stake me out. But I'm going to yield to God. I'm going to live. I'm going to yield to the Lord.
He's my friend. Amen. He's my friend. Amen. I'm here to tell you the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1 and 9. Amen. He'll cleanse you. He'll cleanse you. You know, I've seen so many people tricked and set up by the devil and lose out. I don't want. You know, Pastor, you know some of the hardest things about evangelizing? When you come back to a church and you, you, you spend a week with them so you know the people. And when you come back, where's so-and-so? And they bowed their head. And they said, Brother Hugh, I'm sorry to tell you. They're not coming no more. Well, where are they going? Brother Huey, they're not. Amen. That's sad. That's some of the heartbreaking thing of evangelists. Amen. I tell you what. Amen. I made up my mind. I'm not going to let him. And you know, I know there wouldn't be a one of you that would pick up a porno magazine. I know there'd be a lot of y'all probably wouldn't go get a get a beer. Shoot dope in your arm. I was in one city and I looked out the window. I was staying there at the church and I could see them putting needle and tying their train, getting that vein up there and shooting dope in there. And there probably wouldn't be one of y'all do that. But may I tell you, it don't have to be that. May I tell you that it can be just some root of bitterness or jealous or envy against your brother and sister or even the pastor or the leader. It's no time. I made up my mind, hey, I'm going I'm to pray and get everything out of my heart where it's a little bit of bitterness, strife, jealous, lust. I want it all out. I want to clean it all out. Let's all stand. Amen. You know what a wonderful group right here, Pastor. You got such a wonderful group. Beautiful people right here. I don't want to see anybody tricked by the devil. I don't want to see anybody turn their stern wheel of their life to the devil. I want to see them live for God and see the blessing of God fall on them. And see them just grow in the Lord and God's got blessing. But when you, when you yield to Satan, you stop that. And you go another direction. I, oh, I, I, I pray, God, keep every young person. Every, every middle-aged person, every adults, every senior citizen, God, keep us. I want to make it home. My home, you know, for me to do something different right now, I'm too close. I'm too close. And so are you. Because you could go tomorrow in a, in a certain way. So I want to keep my heart right. I, you know, I'd like for you to just come up front. Just 
line up front and say, God, I'm going to dedicate my life to you. I'm going to listen to the preach word. I'm going to listen to the man of God. I'm going to let him have, I'm going to let the Lord have his way. Yeah, that's right. Just come up here and say, you know, I want to rededicate my life. I want, I want to see God move in my life. I want to see God work in my life. Oh, hallelujah. I want to see what God will do in my life. I, I don't want the devil to have any part of it. I want to block him out 100% block out. People need to unfriend the devil. You need to unfriend the devil. That way his stuff can't show up in your mind. Oh, I saw all pray. I saw all pray. Would you just find somebody to pray with? And I saw just pray together and seek the Lord. And, and I, I saw just pray together. Uh, find somebody to pray with. Amen. I saw just pray together. Would you do that?
If you think you need Jesus, just lift your hands right now. Hallelujah. If you don't think you need him, just lift your hands anyway. Hallelujah. Overcome that falseness because you need him. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need him. I can't live without him. I'll not exist without him. Hallelujah. All I'll have in existence is in existence without him. Praise God. Oh, Lord, I need you, Jesus. Hallelujah, I need you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Where else can I go? Praise the mighty God. No Glory to the name of Jesus. Place that I can Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise. There's still a move of God. Give him praise. You can still receive strength. You can still receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus.
Jesus. Touches earth and I'm caught in between. And I want to know what it feels like the glory of the Lord to fall. All on me, take me there. Take me there. Take me there. Take touches earth and I'm caught in between. Take me there. Oh Lord, take me there. Just take me there. Just take me there. Cause I want to know what it feels like. Glory on the Lord. 
I want to know what it feels like, the glory of the Lord to fall, fall on me. I want to know what it feels like, heaven touches earth and I'm called. 